This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's up? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson. Hope this Tuesday finds you well. I'm here from Studio B on the campus of the Saints and the Pelicans, and it's a Pelicans game day as they welcome in the Portland Trailblazers, a big game for the Pelicans tonight as the Trailblazers are one of the teams in front of New Orleans, racing for that eighth spot in the Western Conference. They'll play the Portland Trailblazers uh, two more times, including tonight. So uh, this is where it starts tonight, as head coach Alvin Gentry said at practice yesterday. This week is it. If they don't play well, then their playoff hopes are probably done. But if they play well this week, then they'll uh, keep themselves alive here through the final 12 or so games. So 16 more to go. Pelicans are five games back of the Nuggets for that uh, eighth and final playoff spot, but still have three more games left to go with Denver. So if you can hang around that spot when you play them on March 26th, then you could be okay. But three out of four at home this week, four out of five total at home. The only game on the road is Miami tomorrow night, and they're playing as well as any team in the NBA. I believe they're 21-4 and four in their last 25, a team that started 11-30. and 30. And now they're fighting for the eighth spot in the Eastern Conference. We'll hear from Jim Eikenhofer today from Pelicans.com. He'll kind of get preview tonight's game and also go over Saturday's big win over the Hornets, which... Saw Anthony Davis drop 46 points and 21 rebounds in the win on his 24th birthday. We'll also hear from one of the newest Saints, A.J. Klein, who talked to me last week after signing a deal with New Orleans, coming from Carolina, backing up Luke Keekley last year. Played, started some games for him, for him excuse me, when he was injured. A great guy, and you'll hear that interview as well today. Also, uh, if you are a historian, 11 years ago today, Mr. Drew Brees, number nine, Signed with the New Orleans Saints 11 years ago today. Hard to believe, and I think that signing turned out okay. That's just my opinion. But nonetheless, a very exciting day here and a very exciting anniversary for Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Also, best of luck tonight to the UNO Privateers men's basketball playing in one of the first four games. They'll take on Mount St. Mary's tonight, and if they win, they're rewarded with the defending champion Villanova Wildcats on Thursday. So we wish... Uh, Coach Schlesinger and the UNO Privateers some luck tonight. They'll play, I believe it's around 7 o'clock Central, maybe a little earlier, on, uh, I think, True TV. And uh, we'll be rooting for them, and hopefully they can get uh, an NCAA tournament win under their belt. All right, let's get started on today's show. So coming up next, we'll hear from A.J. Klein, newest linebacker for the Saints. And then Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com will preview tonight's game against the Blazers. Stay with us. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. The future is bright for your New Orleans Pelicans with the addition of all-star DeMarcus Cousins along with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. The time is now to become a Pelican season ticket holder. Those locking in their seats by Friday, March 31st will take advantage of the price freeze and also receive a food and beverage gift card worth up to $600. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. 
try the delicious chunky chicken and sausage gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report. Daniel Salerson here along with the newest member of the New Orleans Saints, A.J. Klein. First, A.J., welcome to New Orleans. Thank you. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. So let's talk about the your decision to choose New Orleans. Why why was New Orleans the destination for you? Well, even uh, even though I played versus uh, the Saints the last four years in the division, I think the one thing that attracted me was the dome, the fans. Um, actually connected with uh, Roman Harper and asked him um, his opinion on on how his last ten so years uh, here in, in New Orleans has been and. Um, he said nothing but good things, and that attracted me. And I, I and I know I'm wanted here, and I feel like I can make an impact here. Well, is this place the toughest place to play? One of the toughest places you played in, as far as opponent standpoint. I, th- I think so. Being an opponent and playing here is tough. I mean, um, when the Saints are rolling and, and they start that hoot at chant, um, I mean, it's 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 an intimidating place to play, and it's it's been a lot of fun to compete here for the last four years. Is it a little weird though, going from one South NFC South team to another? Because a lot of these teams are rivals with each other yeah was it i mean does that factor in at all or is it just kind of a weird situation going from one well, team I, to for me it's it's not a weird situation yeah. i've been um obviously playing and, and football to me is has been a, a business my profession my passion um so i mean it's tough to leave a place that you've been for four years and kind of like people say switch sides go to the bad team or yeah. whatever you want to call it um but for me it's it's another opportunity for me another step in my career and um, I'm, I'm welcoming uh, New Orleans with open arms, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I know they'll welcome you with open arms, that's for sure. So when you were meeting with Mickey Loomis, Sean Payne, what do they envision your role being here when they talk to you? Well, I know uh, here, I mean, th- I'm not sure where I'm going to fit yet. Right. Um, I've played all four positions in Carolina, and, and I just want to be an impact. I, I want to have an impact on this defense and be a playmaker for this defense. And whether that's being at an outside backer or a mic backer um, is to, de, uh, to be determined. Um, but we'll get that figured out once OTAs and stuff start. But I'm going to do my best to try to learn this defense as quickly as I can and um, be ready to go when those first days of uh, pads come on. You also played special teams in Carolina. Did you like playing special teams when you were there? What did you like about that? Yeah, I like playing special teams. One, because it's an integral part mm-hmm. of, of the game. People don't necessarily know the hidden yardage. Um, that that is uh, made up or lost in the special teams game. So it's 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 a battle, and and when you spend as much time on it as I've had to the last four years, um, you really be, start to respect it more than necessarily I did in, in college because I didn't have to play it in in, right. in college as much. But um, it's important, and, and I think to find a a, a team and, and and players that are passionate about playing that role um, is important for a team success what's the difference in preparation for when you're preparing to go in as a linebacker than when you're also doing special teams as far as you're leading up to the week you know you're practicing all week what are the differences in preparation between doing special teams and then just being linebacker um i think it's 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 not totally different um obviously you have to divvy up your time a little bit um you still have to spend time watching your your tape as a linebacker but um you can get things off of tape from special teams, and especially looking at those one-on-one matchups, you know who you're going to match up against every single week and um, try to study that person as, as best as you can to be prepared for the game. It's it's just like defense, but it's 
it's more uh, of a narrowed focus. Now you played behind Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis uh, when you were with Carolina. What was that like as far as learning from those two guys? First of all, I mean, we had a great room in, in Carolina, great guys, and, and I can't speak highly enough of, of uh, Luke and Thomas and, and Shaq and all these guys in the room, Ben and Jared. Um, but when opportunity comes to knock, and I'm excited for this opportunity, but to learn from those two um, from when I first got there has been, a, a, has been a pleasure, and I've learned a lot from them. I learned a lot of uh, studying tape and, and just, I mean, just learn how to be a ball player. I mean, I felt like I played pretty good ball in college, but you never really understand until you get to the pro level. And Thomas is now going into, what, his 13th yeah. year? I mean, you talk about a pro's pro and a guy that's been through the ringer and, and, and battled injury and um, – it definitely lays it lays it uh, his heart on the line every time he steps on the field. Um, it's been a pleasure to play with him and, and Luke. You don't have to say much about yeah. um, the best linebacker in the NFL, and and that's that's just the way it is. Yeah. I mean, uh, people can try to debate it if they want, but there is no debate. And to be able to play behind him and and be one of his good friends, it's been a, a great four years. So, what what's the biggest advice or anything that you've learned from them specifically? There's anything that one piece of advice that Thomas or Luke gave you that kind of sticks out or anything off the field, just your relationship with them, what kind of sticks out as far as maybe some advice that they've given you um, throughout the years? One, I think I think Thomas, it's it's not necessarily like a certain piece of advice, right. but I know Thomas would speak to the defense and speak to the team um, before every game. And, it's, and for him, especially going through his three ACLs and going through all the injuries he's had, um, he's blessed to have made it this long in the NFL, and we're all blessed to be in the position that we're in. Um, for for so his his piece of advice is uh, play every down like it's your last because you never know when it might be actually your last. And I asked him actually uh, halfway through the season last year, I was like, man, how'd you make it 12 mm-hmm. years, 13 years going in? He's like, man, honestly, it's been a blink of an eye. Um, so he said, enjoy it while it lasts because – for him, it's been 13 years. He says it's gone, gone by in a blink of an yeah. eye. It's going to be gone anytime soon. As far as uh, relationships, you mentioned Roman Harper being one of the guys that spoke to you. Is there anyone else on this team that you know personally or have been around? Or what do you know about the makeup of this ball club right now? Well, I know uh, just playing against this yeah. ball club for the past four years competitive. And it's been a rivalry between Carolina and the Saints every single year. And every game comes down to the wire, it seems. Um, I don't know many people personally uh, from this squad or this team, but hopefully I'll gel quickly and I'm going to try to get down here as soon as I can once I get uh, living situations set up and uh, be around this this facility and be around the team and um, try to learn everybody's names as quickly as possible. Um, But, no, Roman's a great guy, and and like I said, the advice he gave me earlier definitely drew me down here. Besides coming here for games every year, how familiar are you with the city of New Orleans? Have you been here besides just your trips here? Never. I've, I've never vacationed or taken a trip here. I've only been here on business for, for games. So I'm excited to see what the city of New Orleans has to offer. Um, I know there's a lot of uh, good food, good places yep. to eat, a lot of history and stuff to take in. So I'll do some exploring uh, this spring, and, and uh, I'll figure out the city slowly but surely. Anything in particular that you've heard that people have said, oh, you've got to go here, or oh, you've got to try this, or do something that anyone told you? specifics yet or is it more just more more just just general get settled in but i know i just miss mardi gras yes he did people always say that's the that's the best time of the year one of the best uh events that Mm -hmm. happens here in new orleans so unfortunately missed that but i'll be around for three more years so so what's the goals for the off season what are you trying to work on uh personally as far as on the field stuff what 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 is your off season like from here until you guys get into camp well from here until we get into camp one um rehab my body get my body back um, I know I had a longer off season this year compared to the years past because of 
um, not making the playoffs last mm-hmm. year, but um, focus on my body, get healthy, strong, get my body weight back up and where I need to be in playing shape. Um, and then get the playbook. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get the playbook as soon as I can and crack that thing open and try to learn it as fast as I can um, so I can be familiar with it and, and, like I said, be an asset as, as quickly as possible. All right, that's A.J. Klein, newest linebacker for the New Orleans Saints. A.J., welcome. We appreciate it. I'm sure we'll see you down the road. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. You're at a dinner party. You're seated next to a loudmouth. Plus, there's no bread. Why is there no bread? Myrtle the Family Chow Chow seems very interested in you. But you're allergic to Myrtle and you left your inhaler at home. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans facing off against the Houston Rockets Friday, March 17th. Bring your whole clan and celebrate St. Patrick's Day with the Pels. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. All right, good stuff there from A.J. Klein. Now time to focus on the Pelicans as they welcome in the Portland Trail Blazers tonight at the Smoothie King Center. Joining me now in Studio B, as he always does on Tuesdays, is Jim offer from Pelicans.com. Jim, it is National Pie Day since it is March 14th. And so before we start, you have to recite um, all the digits in pie. Can you go? <laughs> 3.147926621. Are you just making up numbers? Yes. Okay. After the first few, I did. I was kind of impressed after. <laughs> I thought you were really going with it and couldn't figure it out. But uh, all right. Not bad. Not bad. We'll start off with some Pelicans talk here. Let's talk about Saturday's win against the Charlotte Hornets, a 125 to 122 win in overtime, which saw a lot of uh, crazy stuff go down, I would say, as far as the stretches where we had some runs, some ties, some. You know, lead changes, um, but most impressive was Anthony Davis on his birthday. 46 points and 21 rebounds, and uh, we were talking about it before we started here that I would think his 59-point game against Detroit last year was probably his greatest game in his career, but does this rank up there as his second? 46 points, 21 rebounds? I know he had 50 earlier this year in an opening night loss, but in a win, 
Do you feel like this was his, maybe his second best performance of his career? It might be. I think in terms of him taking over a game and repeatedly coming up with big shots and big plays at the end of a, of a close game, this might be number one. I think the the one difference between this game and the Detroit game was the Pistons game was it was like a constant heat check. He was making everything. It, it was it could be off balance. It could be with a guy in his face. It didn't matter. He was you know pretty much everything he put up was going in. This game to me was a little bit more of that he did a a great job of working himself into position to to get really good shots especially around the basket. But at the same time, he also made four three-pointers, which was his career high. And a couple of those were in crucial spots where um, I think three of his baskets overall were to tie the game, and three of them were it was tied, and his, his score um, was the go-ahead basket at, the, at that point in the game. So to me, what stood out the most about this performance was just how so many times when they, they were in a situation where they needed a a score, he was the one that came up with it. As far as team is concerned, 125 points, which is the most in the season, or the season, but I believe that's also in overtime regulation. Mm-hmm. They scored 124 against the Cavs. But after All-Star break, is this the best offensive game for this team so far? I think so. I mean, it's, I mean, part of the, the answer there is that there's been a lot of games that have been down offensively lately. So there, it, the bar wasn't really hugely high based on the way they've been playing lately. But, but yeah, I would say it was the the biggest thing to me that stood out offensively was just that you got so many contributions from so many guys. Um, there's been some games where it's been two or three guys that have been in double figures, and actually, I'd say a lot of the games lately there's been three guys in double figures, and no, not much more than that beyond that. So um, to get Solomon Hill to play the way he did offensively and overall, and Dante Cunningham and a few of the other guys, it was it was huge, and it was great to see. Um, just across the board that that's really the only way as as much as uh, the Pelicans have three guys that can score at the top of the roster you still need a, a, a bunch of contributions to get to 125 points in a game I'm glad you mentioned Solomon Hill because he did have a really nice game against the Charlotte Hornets and I feel like Jimmy would agree with this that if you took his game film from this game in the Memphis game right before the all-star break this is a Solomon Hill you want to see every night. A guy that was attacking the basket, going to the free throw line, converting at the basket, and also hitting some shots. Uh, how much does that change when Solomon Hill is on like he was on Saturday? Yeah, he said it himself after the game on Saturday that it's something that he needs to you know, make a conscious effort of doing. Sometimes he gets in the mode where he does become too reliant on those spot-up threes. I think from what I've watched this season – Sometimes it's easy to get into that. It's easy to get comfortable into the mode of of just taking those because he gets a lot of open ones. And, of course, that's easier than than trying to drive through the defense and get to the basket sometimes. But by doing that, by getting to the rim and getting some dunks and some layups and even some free throw attempts like he had in that Memphis game, it just seems like it opens up so much more. And the other team has to honor, you know, everything he does instead of just – say, okay, well, he's going to shoot the reason we don't have to worry about him on drives. Let's focus on the rest of the week and tonight. We'll start with the the rest of the week. You have three out of four games at home. Take on the Trailblazers tonight, a very hot Miami team tomorrow night in Miami. Then at home against a really good Houston team and a game against the Timberwolves on Sunday afternoon. Alvin Gentry said it best, I think, yesterday in his practice uh, press conference that this week is it. 
This mm-hmm. is it for them as far as playoff hopes. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, part of the way I look at it right now is that there's 16 games left. Um, in the last 10 games of the season, you play Denver three times. You want to be within three or four games at the very least of Denver by the time you go into that segment to be able to say you have a chance. I think it's next – is it next Friday, I think, is the, the game against Denver? Um, the Two Fridays from now. Two Fridays, right. Not, not yeah, like not three days from now, ten days from now, basically. Um, but um, the you going into that last ten games where you played Denver three times, I think if you're still five or six games out, you really don't have a chance. So to me, they're five and a half games out as of as we speak right now. You need to chip that down to like three or four, so that going into that last stretch, you can still have the conversation. I'm not even talking about like making the playoffs right now at all. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about getting to being able to say you still have a chance when you head into that those last 10 games and to me that's what this next stretch of five or six games coming up is about is being able to get closer to the to give yourself a chance of of still being in it and forget about denver right now too you still have three other teams that you're trying to jump in dallas uh portland and minnesota Mm -hmm. two of those teams you play this week and uh we still have two more against portland including tonight so not only is it an important week but Tonight could be a deciding factor as well. Sure, and you know one thing I looked at already today was, and this is getting pretty deep into the into the um, situation and the conversation. Maybe it's too deep for some people's taste at this point when you have so many things that need to go your way. But they realistically, if you look at the numbers, they have to win tonight and they have to beat Portland the last day of the season to have the tiebreaker against Portland. So that's another thing that you look at, like another reason why tonight's game is so huge in terms of. You know, you could look at all these teams individually and say, like, okay, what do we have to do to to overtake Denver? Well, you play them three more times. What do you have to do to overtake Portland? You play them twice, but you have to win both of them, really, because Portland has so much better conference record than New Orleans does right now that the the Pelicans have to win the season series. It's it's almost impossible for them to have the tiebreaker against Portland if Portland wins either of these last two head-to-head matchups. So there's a lot of things that you could look at and say, like, I mean, as Alvin Gentry said yesterday, this is it, and there's there's very there's just so little margin for error right now. You have to win a huge chunk of these games to have any chance of staying in the race. I said with 17 games to go that realistically 13 and four was probably your best bet, and so you got off a good start with a win in Charlotte. But we talk about tiebreakers. Let's ask the Oklahoma City Thunder two years ago how important tiebreakers are. Sure. The Pelicans got into the playoffs based on their season series against them. Yeah, I mean the games that are not all, the games like tonight. Um, it it's really three games. It's the game that you win, the the, the loss that the other team gets, and the, it, potentially the tiebreaker. So I mean it's it's three outcomes in one one game. A lot of times with these head to head matchups. So let's talk about the Portland Trailblazers tonight. What are some of the challenges you face when facing them? Obviously, the uh, two headed monster at guard. Is probably one of the biggest things to do, but what is it about the Blazers that uh, they've been kind of off and on at the beginning of the year? You thought, all right, they were doing all right. Then they had a really long losing skid, mm-hmm. and they've been pretty inconsistent all year long, but obviously still a very dangerous team. They've been the team going back maybe two months, maybe longer than that, that I think everyone, including me, kept looking at and saying, okay, they're going to get it together at some point. They're going to be the team that um, is the one that you have to worry about the most as far as being the eighth, eighth seed. Um, Denver's taking that that mantle basically lately because they've been playing so well. But um, obviously you, you, you touched on it with Portland and the thing you always have to worry about the most is Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, one of the best backcourts 
in the NBA, probably like top three or top four. You know, you got Golden State, you got Washington, and a couple other teams, but they're pretty close. They're pretty much right there. But um, I think they've been playing better lately. They've been kind of going back in, in in a peak instead of a valley. I think some of it is the the trade with for Yusuf Nurkic. He's been really good. And um, I think one thing that I'll be watching people could pay attention to over this next stretch of games starting tonight is that um, there's a lot of good center matchups coming up lately that DeMarcus Cousins is going to be involved in. Um, you have Nurkic tonight, who's really emerging. He had a 28-20 and 20 game the other night. Um, you have Hassan Whiteside Wednesday in Miami. Um, Clint Capella is not regarded as a great guy, but he's been given the he's given the Pelicans trouble as far as finishing at the rim Friday with for Houston, and then Sunday you have Carl Anthony Towns, and then next Tuesday you have Marcus Saul with Memphis. So there's a lot of really good um, matchups I think at center that and Nurkic is definitely one of those guys that people have started to to pay close attention to just because he's been playing so well since he joined Portland. All right, before I let you go, then what are some of the keys tonight? I know obviously stopping McCollum and Lillard will be a big one, but as far as maybe certain things that have to get done tonight in order to get a win, what are some of those things? I think one thing that they did Saturday that they need to keep doing was keeping the turnovers down. I think they only had 10 in that game. They did. Um, so that's one thing. And also just the overall, another thing that they need to repeat from the Charlotte game is just, just to have a lot more balance. Um, they've had some of the losses, a lot of the losses lately, they've ended up in the 80s and 90s scoring-wise. And I think Portland is is one of the worst defensive teams in the league, so you can't end up. But they're very good offensively. You can't end up with 95 points against them. You need to be able to get into the 100s and and have a bunch of different guys um, score for you, so that you're not um, in a. You don't want to get in, into a situation where you're you're scratching and clawing to score points against these guys. Yeah, Pelicans are 23 and 17 when scoring 100 or more. Just two wins when scoring under 100. So I think the century mark is at least a good start. If you want to have a shot at winning, that's Jim. I can offer from pelicans.com. Jim, I appreciate the time. We won't have you on post game show tonight due to travel to Miami, but uh, hopefully let's get a win. How about a couple wins? S- sounds good. Need every single one of them at this point. No doubt about that. When we come back, I'll wrap up this Tuesday edition of the black and blue. Report. is bright for your New Orleans Pelicans with the addition of all-star DeMarcus Cousins along with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. The time is now to become a Pelican season ticket holder. Those locking in their seats by Friday, March 31st will take advantage of the price freeze and also receive a food and beverage gift card worth up to $600. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. Great show today. Big thanks to AJ Klein and Jim Eikenhofer for coming on today's show. Again, Pelicans and Blazers tonight from the Smoothie King Center. I'll have Pelicans warm up for you starting at 630, followed by the game at 7. 
On the radio, News Talk 99.5 WRNO and the Pelicans Radio Network, Sean Kelly and John DeShazer will have that call. Also, coverage starts at 6.30 on Fox Sports New Orleans. Then Joel Myers, David Wesley, and Jen Hale will have the call there on the television screen. So, after tonight, Pelicans will take on the Heat, and then again Friday against the Rockets and Sunday against the Timberwolves. On tomorrow's show, we'll be hopefully recapping a win with David Wesley of Fox Sports New Orleans. It is a Wesley Wednesday, and we'll hear from uh, Nick Fairley, who just signed a four-year deal with the New Orleans Saints after having one of his best years in his career. We'll talk about that and plenty more. John Kelly will be your host from Miami, Florida, and uh, we'll hope to hear from you tomorrow. And again, that'll do it for today's show. Big thanks to Jim Knopfer and AJ Klein. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.